You want something underneath? What? That side of your chair. You hiding shit? Are you hiding more nerds? What the fuck is wrong? <laughs> Why does everyone like this video so much? This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Visit betterhelp.com slash Padilla because sometimes existing is exhausting. And if you want to watch this episode completely uncensored with no ads or sponsorships, click the join button down below to become a member, just like all these amazing people. But anyway, back to Ted. Hello, Ted Nivison. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Anthony. This is definitely not at the end of the episode. <laughs> This is definitely not at the end of the episode that we're doing the intro because we forgot to film at the beginning. No, he's just deranged. He's I'm deranged. I'm so happy to be here. He's gaslighting I wonder you. what he's going to ask me on this episode. This is, this is he's crazy. He's a liar and a cheat. So I feel like I learned something new about your body. <laughs> okay, this sounds really weird. Let me finish this statement. I'll finish I'll, it for you. I'll, Every time we meet, we learn something new and more intimate about each other's bodies. Is that what you're trying to... <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say? Because it kind of feels like that's where you're going. Basically, yeah, that's exactly what I was getting at. Today, I learned that you sweat profusely because of I, your medication. Yes. Yeah, Last I do. time I saw you, I learned that your uh, resting heart rate is like 120. Uh, like 110, 100. Oh. Uh, in the hundred, it's above, it's in the it's triple digits. Are you wearing your Apple Watch today? I'm not, actually. I want to see what your heart rate is Because well, right it's at a... Is it getting tuned do up? Do we have an EMT on site? Like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Are you going to do your heart rate? Wait. I don't know if wait, I'm good at it, that. Wait, do it on your neck. Okay, wait, 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 wait. So we get, somebody give me a timer for 10 seconds. Tell me when to start. We got you. So my heart rate right now is 120 beats per minute. Because <laughs> I, I, I hit like 19 or 20 in 10 seconds. Is this from all the uh, Margaritaville and Rainforest Cafe food? The constant intake? It could be. It could be, or it just could be because of the, the incessant amount of DoorDash that I order. That's what I realized when I first started making money off of YouTube, because it was like, I was in college and then I, like, I started making money off of YouTube right at the end and I was like, Oh shit, yeah. I can order Domino's and yeah. I don't need to worry if I can pay rent. Do you label yourself as a YouTuber? Yeah, but it's like one of those things where it comes with the caveat of like, someone asks you what you do and then you're like, yeah. and you're like, ah, what? well, I make YouTube, it's kind of like that. Sometimes I'll just say like, oh, I'm a filmmaker or something like that. I think that especially in LA, if I were to answer someone and told them that I was a YouTuber, yeah. I'm afraid that most people's minds go to, what's up guys, we're gonna be pranking people here in Santa Monica. Like, what's up guys? Yeah. Like always that kind of. Yeah, or just like think I'm a prank YouTuber, which is, yeah. you know. Is that the common idea that YouTubers are pranking people? I don't know, that's just kind of the perception or worry I have in my mind. Yeah. And I'm I like, no. No, please, no. Ted, you are an artist, okay? Don't take that away from Thank yourself. You. You're an artist. Yeah, I, I freaking know. You you, you make- uh, I really freaking know, Anthony. <laughs> I know I'm freaking an artist. You make torture fuck. documentaries where you torture yourself. Well, so, okay, that's an interesting, I'm not interested in where you got that one, Nardwar. Um, have you seen your content? You, you, uh, <laughs> torture you, documentaries. Yeah. It's such a specific. Well, torch biographies about yourself where you torture yourself in documentary form. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I guess that is accurate. You sort of made it sound like I was like <laughs> medieval waterboarder 795 and I was like doing documentaries on torturing people. No, well, you torture yourself. The reason I question if you call yourself a YouTuber is because I feel like I don't know, I feel like there's some kind of imaginary idea that you need to release a certain amount of content to be 
a YouTuber. Yeah. And I, you released nine videos in the past year. <laughs> Shit, you counted? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even have to get to two hands. I didn't have to go past that. You're right. You kind of just need to like go to my videos page and my thing and you can literally just like look down with your eyes and then you can see where the- I didn't the, have to like scroll the, past one page. You didn't, you didn't, you really didn't. You're right, yeah. I try to keep it to 12, but I've been running a little slower this year. Um, <laughs> Why well, you been so dry? Why have I been so dry? Yeah. Interesting phraseology. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know my, my sperm count's been low this year on yeah. YouTube. Shooting uh, blanks, a lot of blanks. I've been going back and forth between vasectomies, <laughs> little office reference, snip, snap, snip, snip, snap, 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 yeah. snap. After, after Margaritaville, I've been kind of knocked out. For anyone who hasn't seen the video, it has millions of uh, views, I know, but yes. can you explain what it is that you did? <laughs> pitch of it. course. Of the course, elevator pitch. Of course, Anthony Padilla. Yeah. I'm going to explain it. Me and my buddy, Eddie Burback. Who was just on here recently. Just on here recently. Yeah. Eddie Burback and I, we went on a trip to every Margaritaville in the United States and Canada, and we... Uh, both did our own videos showing our own perspective of the trip and it is sort of like each of us have an odyssey and they're like it's kind of like a little two-parter kind of like adventure of, of a lifetime. Yeah, you kind of have to watch both to get the full perspective. Exactly. I was on your podcast with Schlatt, uh, Chuckle Sandwich <laughs> and you told me, you're like, oh, next week I'm leaving to go, oh, that was, to go do the Margaritaville trip. Right, that was before. Yeah, and the it was it was pretty. Trip. I felt like I was saying goodbye to someone that was going off to war. It was sort of like a deployment in many ways. Yeah, you're like, I'll be gone for a month. Won't have any connection to any family or friends. Yeah, Just Eddie and I off to war. <laughs> Every we, single Margaritaville. Yeah, it's like we were gonna, like we'd have to like tell them. <laughs> No connection to family and friends. We'd have to tell people like where to send our next location so they could send a letter to us and like. Try Wait, are you really getting letters sent to you? No, no. I'm saying, like <laughs> in the context of us, if we didn't have actual connection, it'd be like we'd, they'd have to know our route and like have to send letters in advance so we'd get them like it's when true. we got to location. If you had shot this, if you had a reason to make this video, somehow all the technology existed, but you couldn't communicate with people, yeah. that's what it would have been. Because how many locations is that? Uh, there's like 23 locations. And you did that in 25 days. Yeah. So in the first batch, it's kind of like a big jump between one location to the next. So the yeah. first few days, you're not having any. Yeah. And then bam. From Biloxi, Mississippi onwards, it was like, we hit one, then there was another 90 miles later, and then there was another like, because then we hit Destin, Florida, and then it was Panama City Beach, which is like, an, like a half an hour away from there. And then, you know, and then we had to drive all the way down to like Hollywood, and then there was fucking Key West, and then there was, mm -hmm. uh, Mi there was Miami, and then there was, Orlando and yeah, there's a lot and that's probably why my heart rate's so high because I consumed probably more fried food than I should have on that trip for the uh, for the first one the first uh, the rainforest cafe video that was uh, My concept that I had I had come to Eddie with so what did that look like you're like so must have been in 20 the summer of 2021 must have been in between a, like a lockdown scenario or in between like it must have been in a period when you could go to bars and restaurants and stuff in 2021 in summer, I think, because I was at a alcoholic kombucha bar mm. with, with Eddie and we were chatting about YouTube stuff and we were just chat chatting about big ideas and stuff. And I was like, I knew that Eddie and I were similar in the sense that we did not post videos as often as the average YouTuber. At the time, I think Eddie was was posting maybe like once every like three months or something like that. So I was like thinking in my head, I was like, if there's anyone who would be willing to take like almost a month off 
to mm -hmm. go do like a video scenario. It would probably be Eddie. So I was like, hey. So I like I was just telling him about. I was like, I have this idea where I want to go to like every rainforest cafe in the United States. And I was like, maybe if you have the time and are willing to, would you consider perhaps coming with me on a trip to every rainforest cafe? Uh, right. Something and that... to my surprise, he was like almost immediately like he was like, yeah, no, I would do that. That sounds ridiculous. Are you like you're crazy? That, he was like, like, you should have talked like, me out of this. Well, no, it was it was like it was he was like. Because I've done a lot of road trips in my in my time, so like doing a road trip itself of a large scale was like that was you know not a huge deal to me. Like I've I've, I've done like three week long road trips in the past just right. for for shits and gigs. But uh, yeah, no, he was like, I'm down. And I was like, Are you serious? Mm. And then we planned it for to do it in April of 2022. So we had like a whole like almost like seven eight months to like kind of prepare for it, um, and then we. Freaking did how, it. How it, do you prepare for that? You like gotta gotta fast. You gotta like overeat. You yeah, do I mean, fried well, food. it was sort of just like we just chose a period when we knew that we would probably have some availability because we had the rest of the year and stuff. And originally, it was supposed to be a scenario. It was gonna be a scenario where it was just I was doing the my own video, and then Eddie was just joining me. Yeah, and it was gonna just be a collaboration that existed on my channel. But then, and then later on, I think Eddie was like, "Oh well, uh, it'd be cool. Would you be okay with me doing like a video where?" I like, kind of like in his office commentary style where he like does like a review of all the food that he ate on the trip as like a response kind of thing to the video I was doing. And I was like, yeah, of course you're coming on this trip with me you're for like, how Absolutely long. not. And then eventually it, it evolved into us both doing a trip each from our own perspective of the, yeah. of the road trip. And then that's how it kind of ended up. I think that Eddie and I understood each other's like pillars of what we needed to make sure that we were like operating well together. So like at least one thing that I knew from Eddie's perspective is that he like he very much so likes to plan out like when we're like the timing and when we're hitting certain spots. Whereas like when we went on the first trip, I was like, we're just gonna drive and see where we show up and mm. then maybe we'll just find a hotel. Real loose. So I was like, okay, it's gonna make him feel better if I like operate within that framework of like very much so planning this stuff. So I'm I'm gonna work with that and make sure that I'm not like pulling away from that. We just kind of understood each other's strengths and weaknesses way better than we had on the first trip. So I felt like that second trip, it was like we were like operating mm -hmm. excellently. On were you that. telling me that your ADHD kind of makes it difficult for you to like focus on like the, like the game plan and making the game plan happen? Yeah, I mean, that was sort of part of what happened with the rainforest thing was it was like the, in uh, I think I, I saw like a TikTok of like some guy saying a speech where it was like having ADHD is like an inability to see into the future almost mm -hmm. in terms of like, and that explains a lot of like what I'm doing uh, when I was in college, when I was doing, you know, doing essays uh -huh. like the night before and stuff like that. Right. But, um, and then when I ask you what your five year plan is. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> what? It, it's hard to kind of like look into the future to like be like I'm gonna need to start doing this thing now even though that's three weeks away because it kind of feels like it's more time than it actually is but then for this for the Margaritaville thing it was like we gave ourselves like a more a little bit more than a month to edit whereas we had like two weeks last time so we have like more than double the amount of time mm -hmm. so it was like we managed to get it get it done and it was like we released on the same day and that felt so good because it was like this big old drop I was like, hey, we did it again. We didn't talk about it either publicly. Yeah. Like we just kind of like went on the trip and then just dropped it and everyone was like, what? 
So you're getting better each time, meaning that there will be a next time, meaning that next time you're going to go to it's every Chuck E. Cheese in the country. That there's like three, there's like six thousand of them. Yeah, or you got, you could do that. I don't know. I got I, faith in you. I think there's actually like six hundred of them. Or yeah, something. I got confidence in you. That seems insane. I think you could do it. We would be on the road for two years. Yeah, are you committed to this or not? I'm not that committed to the to the rat. No, I'm not. I'm not as. I'm not committed to that rat. I think. I think it would be. I think it could be a career change. That that what would even be the what would what would we do? Like <laughs> it's like how many times can we go into into a Chuck E. Cheese arcade, and and how many times can we see those animatronics sing? Probably about six hundred. How many pizzas do you think that we can consume? Probably about six hundred. That's not true. <laughs> We're not going to do it, Anthony. In this day and age, it seems like you can't just buy things anymore. You can only subscribe to them. There's subscriptions for everything, like streaming services and razors, fitness programs, and pet food. There's even a bacon of the month club. <laughs> it's no wonder it can feel impossible to keep tabs on what you're paying for every month. And all of this is why I'm a huge fan of Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. With over 5 million users and counting, Rocket Money has helped save its customers an average of $720 a year. And that's $1 billion in total savings so far. Stop wasting your money on things that you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash Padilla. That's rocketmoney.com slash Padilla. Rocketmoney.com slash Padilla. Now back to the world of Ted Nivison. Give me more waters. I, I, I cleaned out this You need more water? Yeah. Can we get one more, please? See, look at I was dry when I first showed up. Damn. That's the progression right there. We want to see that on camera. This is legitimately just like water that is coming out of my body. And it just makes it look like I'm like, I'm like, and and thank you so much. Thank you. So like, cool. do you think that you're like a little jokester or something? Do you think that like you're like a little funny guy? Why? Are you hungry? Yeah, it's just the middle of the interview. Everyone's kind of getting hungry, enjoying a afternoon snack. Why are you reading it so closely? Why do you think I'm reading it so closely? Why are you reading it this so closely? This is a spooky version. Because I accidentally ate a 400 milligram edible and that's why this asshole's bringing out Nerds Rope. And honestly, I haven't had a Nerds Rope in a while for probably clear reasons, but I love this them. Is, this is the um, medicated version. No, man, it's not. You got something underneath what? that side of your chair? Are you hiding shit? Are you hiding more nerds? What the fuck is wrong? <laughs> Why does everyone like this video so much? I didn't even intend on making it like a video originally because it happened like months before I made the video on it. It was my first video to hit a million views. It's got 10 million now. Almost. So you know what it feels like to have 400 milligrams hit you like a ton of bricks. Mm. Wait, in the video- This is like a direct quote. <laughs> <laughs> did you say in the video what, like, cause you had to cancel your dinner plans. Yeah. Did you say in the video what happened? What happened with what? When you had to cancel the dinner plans, did you get done? Oh, with like my my ex and her her father? Yeah, yeah. is that when she became your ex? No, no, it's oh. not. It's not, that, that came later, but uh, it was it was unfortunate. But I mean, it was one of those things where it was like, I had no control over that scenario. Yeah. Where it was like, it was an accident and it was like, it ended up being fine, but it ended up being a funny story too. It was, I'll tell you one thing for, for before we move on from that. It was like, uh, 
I think that there's a certain peak in which you can reach when you smoke marijuana, mm -hmm. um, where it's like you'll hit a certain point and then it'll level out. And I don't think you can get really higher than that. Right. And I think I hit the peak of what was possible for me to get while high. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I would fall, I fell asleep that night and I was still high when I woke up. Like it was definitely still a consistent high that lasted a long time. Yeah. But I, once I like came down from that, I threw up too. Does that actually help though? Because I tried to make myself throw at the beginning, but then yeah. later on, I in like it was like a physical reaction. Like I actually threw up from weed. That's wild. It's, it's called in the industry. It's called whiting out. I looked it up. Oh, this was like blacking in the, out. But in the stoner out. industry, it's called whiting out. It's, it's just like your face goes pale, and, and you're like, just too white. You're. And I, yeah, and I mean, it was a significant white given how pale I already am. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the most I had done at, at that point, I'd done like maybe 20 milligrams and that was like a significant high for me. So yeah. I'd like to know that I had done What is that, 20 times more? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it was a very large amount of weed and it was scary and I would, but ever since then, I think that I have learned something that, so, because I did a, see you read the label of that Nerds Rope. Well, that's that, and also you learned how to read. <laughs> I did. I learned how to read. <laughs> yeah, my reading comprehension skills have skyrocketed yeah. since that event. But I also learned that when I am a little bit too high, in that sort of survival technique of that incident, I very much so learned how to ride out a high when I am feeling maybe uncomfortable. I'm like, don't try to resist it. You kind of have to. Cause I was like kind of trying to resist it, like this is too much, and I was like shaking, and I was cold. Yeah, and it was not. I was having like sort of overstimulation symptoms. It was, it wasn't fun. But after that, now I'm when I get a little bit too high, maybe that I'm comfortable with, I'm like, I just ride it out. You're fine. I used to get really bad panic attacks whenever I would smoke weed, consume any kind of marijuana. Really? And uh, <laughs> I just. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, you know how you have like intrusive thoughts when someone says something honest to you? <laughs> okay. I was, yeah. I, there was a part of me that almost wanted to say in like sort of a, like a, in just a ridiculous way in which yeah. the, I didn't actually believe that this was the thing. When you said I used to have really big panic attacks when I was yeah. I was thinking that it would be funny to say, that's pretty funny. As you're saying that. That's it? <laughs> yeah. I would have been fine with that. Well, now I, we don't know each other that well. You could have just said that. You give it a shot. All right. Give it a shot. Try well, being a bully. Well, try, well, let's try it again. Okay. <clears throat> this is uh, Ted's bully performance, AKA his true self. <clears throat> I used to get panic attacks. Why are you putting on a performance now? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting, what is this? It's like Shakespearean the all way right, you started all right, that. All right, fine, I'll put the skull down. Okay. Uh, back when I used to smoke, we had, in the earliest days, I would get a really bad panic attack almost every single time. That's so fucking pathetic. <laughs> Bro, you, you, you thought you were gonna die after eating nerd's rope. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't being attacked by my panic, though. Oh, really? What was happening then, mister? I was, I was trying to fight it. It's the panic. You said I was trying to fight it. I was attacking the panic, though. I was a panic assaulting. Did you talk about this a lot? You did a funeral episode on Smosh. Did I you, did. did. Did, was this mentioned? It should have been mentioned. That I, my heart rate? <laughs> that, you, that you're gonna die of the heart. I don't think, I mean, it's, you know, I, I have to go in and get my blood pressure and my heart rate checked every three months. My you are age. the oldest 25 year old? What are you talking about? <laughs> it's actually, it's something you legally have to do 
to, get, to keep getting ADHD medication in California. Okay, is you, that's have to fair. Keep, you have to go in every three months and then they'll check your blood pressure. They'll say, is it working still? Are you dying? And I say, no. <laughs> and then they give it to me again and I keep going. <laughs> I love it. It's just that you. And then every year I have to go into a psychiatrist and say, I still have ADHD. And they'll be like, I believe you. And then they keep yeah. giving it to me. And you don't have to prove it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I've been I've been taking ADHD medicine since I was like 13. But you've always needed it. You didn't just do it because you thought it was fun. No, no. I needed it. I, I, got, I started getting it at 13 because my parents were losing their fucking minds. Because you were like a terror child or what? Yeah, and I was like getting like F in, Sp in French. And then they put me in learning center. Wait, wait, did, have you needed they to They replaced, in middle school, they replaced my language class with learning center. What's learning center? Where they put the struggling children. Were you really struggling or did you just not like French? Uh, I was struggling, I was just struggling with school and so they put me in learning center where the kids go, where they, <laughs> they struggle. Wait, so the thing, the thing that I'm getting at is I've spoken to a lot of people who have had issues like that in education and yeah. they're like, it wasn't that I didn't necessarily not get it. It's just I couldn't really pay attention to it because I didn't find it interesting. Yeah. Is that a little bit more of what it was? Yeah. Yes. Because yeah, you're, yeah, you're no, capable I, of like getting shit done. Yeah, I am a, capable of getting shit done. It's just like sometimes it's just fucking hard. I mean, but that's, I feel it's like that's true hard. with a lot of shit. If you ask me to go do something that I have no interest in, uh, you ask me to go do it to, yeah. and get something that people would consider an A, it would be very difficult. Yeah. Yeah, like my, my success in school was very much so based around how interested I was in the subject. Yeah. So like, even though I could probably do well the subject. Like I was in like the lowest tier math. I actually didn't even take math my senior year in high school. That's because I didn't need it. But like, then I was in like AP Euro. You know, for me personally, I've, I've found more resources on the internet that have interested me in, and allowed me to learn things in ways that I feel like the traditional schooling system could never. Right, yeah. And I'm not saying everyone should drop out of college like me, but. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't drop out of college. Oh, you didn't? I finished, yeah, I finished Good school. Good job. Thank you. With with the, with the struggle of ADHD as well. Yeah, well, I went to school for film, so. So you're able to take film and YouTube, merge it into what you do now, and mm. you're doing a lot of other things too on the side that kind of lean more into your filmmaking, like you just directed the Lovejoy music video. Yes, yes, the, the one that is out as we're speaking right now would be Lovejoy. Portrait of a Blank Slate. Recently, uh, in on August 8th, we shot the Lovejoy music video for uh, their new single. I'm not even sure if it's part of an album or anything, but mm. it's called Normal People Things. How does this music video differ from the last one? Oh, in like every way. So the difference is that like with, the, with Portrait of a Blank Slate, that was like kind of like, it was like black and white, like meant to be this sort of narrative that was of an experiment done in like the 1940s. And it had like a lot of public domain footage that I edited and cut in between it. And then this new one, Normal People Things, is it's done entirely through like those awkward family portraits from like the 70s, 80s and 90s. If you had an infinite budget, what do you think that you would make? Oh, whoa. Maybe I'd go to every Chuck and Cheese because that seems like a ridiculous. It's not the likes, it was just the budget. Maybe I'll make that that Twitter bit where I'll make a Margaritaville high-speed rail. Oh, it just goes directly from one place mm -hmm. to the next. Yeah, I'll make a Margaritaville specific yeah. high-speed rail. Yeah, and before going, they have, they're, they're forced to watch yours and Eddie's videos about it, and then well, they they'll go. Ha it'll, they'll have like TV screens like they do on a flight, except that they'll be, it'll be like, what's new or like just released, but it's just the four videos that we've made. Oh, no, that'll be the only catalog. Mm -hmm. And we'll get so many views. Because <laughs> ads will be on and they'll be playing an ad every two minutes. <laughs> yeah, so this has been, this has been fun.
fucking awesome, man. Yeah, no, this is this has been incredible. It's been great, right? Yeah, no, this has been really cool. Yeah, so no. so great that. Um, How do you end these? Usually, I just tell my guests to get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. Get out. Take your nerds. <laughs> Take your nerves rope. It was medicated, by the way. It'll be hitting you any second Fuck now. Fuck you, I can deal with It'll it. It'll be hitting you any second hey. now. Oh shit, violent. Is that on camera? No, it's not on camera. No, we're gonna censor that. You should. Are you, why are you pulling your pants down? Do you have trouble swallowing? No, I don't. Okay. Why'd you ask me that? Just curious. I'm sure you are. Also, I don't know if you noticed, I accidentally called you Ned instead of Ted. You called me Ned? <laughs> is it just because of the flub. recent episode of Ned's Declassified? It was just a little flub. Wow. You, you look like a Ned, not gonna lie. I look, ah, God, dude, what is wrong with you? You don't think you look like a you Ned? Off, you bring me into, in this, into this holy place and then you say that I look like a Ned. You, you don't think you look like a Ned, only a Ted. That's like that's like me saying that you look like a Eugene. Uh, what? No, yeah. it's not. See, see how offended he got? Are you just picking Tri Guys' I, names see, out? See how offended he got? No. See, it's different because it, that yours is just one letter off of a three-letter name. Fuck you. Whoa, 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 hold the press. We have a new show called Assumptions that just launched on this channel. We already have an episode with trans athletes and we just dropped an episode with asexuals. Basically the show is a lot like I spent a day with, but instead of me sitting down with the guest, we got the guests sitting down with each other and it is kind of hosted by, but mostly produced, produced host. I, I mean, whatever Nicole. you wanna. Nicole, yeah. okay, so Nicole's got it handled though. I've been working for Anthony for a minute now. You may have seen me come in and give uh, him his nerds rope yeah, for this episode. Yeah, it's like force feed. I'm a bit of a prankster. <laughs> <laughs> People know me around here as the prankster on set. Yeah. Um, make sure to check out this new show, y'all. It's super, super fun. We have trans athletes and asexuals already out and we have openly gay pastors, furries, and Disney adults coming up. So check it out.